Hello, everybody. Josh Brown here, back for another great episode on Franchise Euphoria. Well, today's episode is brought to you by IndieFranchiseLaw.com, a leading resource in the franchise space to help you if you're considering buying a franchise, turning your business into a franchise, or growing your business through a licensing or franchise structure. So go on, check it out, IndieFranchiseLaw.com. I think you'll find a lot of valuable and free information as you continue to kind of weigh franchising and licensing and the growth of your business. Without further ado, I hope you enjoy today's episode. On today's episode of Franchise Euphoria, I've got Melissa Chordock. Melissa is a seasoned operator with a history of success in brand strategy development and execution in the health and wellness fitness industries. She has six years of experience in boutique fitness franchising, 15 years history in retail management, and is passionate about growing and developing strong and supportive teams. Melissa is also passionate about health and wellness and is a firm believer in the power of movement and mindfulness. She's on today to talk about a system called AKT, uh, which is another brand that's connected with exponential fitness. They have several fitness brands, but AKT is a first to market dance inspired fitness franchise, which offers four unique class types, dance, bands, tone, and circuit, and uh, was founded by celebrity trainer Anna Kaiser. And AKT is touted among the biggest stars from Kelly Ripa to Alicia Keys and provides members with a physical challenge across all planes of motion and something for every fitness level. AKT has currently 10 locations. Now, four of those are legacy locations that were started by the founder, uh, Anna Kaiser, and they've got six franchise locations currently, but over 90 to 100 in development. So obviously a very fast growing franchise system. And we talk about that and we talk about what that's like and uh, the impact of that when you've got, you know, relatively few franchisees up and operating, but you've got huge development in the works. We also talk about some of the things that they're doing to address and deal with the challenges of uh, COVID-19. So really enjoyed this interview uh, with Melissa Chordock, and I hope you do as well. Hello, Melissa. Welcome to Franchise Euphoria. How are you doing? I'm great. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, I'm, I always like talking to people about franchising. And of course, you're involved in a fitness franchise. You know, it's interesting. I Gosh, I've talked with a lot of fitness franchises, and they're all really fascinating and interesting to me. And I can't wait to dive into the AKT concept. But before I do, I typically like to just find out a little bit about you and how you got involved uh, with the franchise. Yeah, absolutely. So I have been very much interested as a consumer of boutique fitness for quite some time, nearly 10 years at this point. I am a New Yorker and started going to SoulCycle about nine and a half years ago, a long time ago. You know, they had about three studios at that time. Uh, and I got really sucked into the community aspect of it. Um, professionally at the time, I was um, pursuing a career in retail management. So I had about 12 years under my belt at Bloomingdale's at that time. Always storyline management. And I always thought that I would just kind of live the rest of my days there. I was at a point where I was looking for something a little bit new and had found SoulCycle and fell in love with it and really reminded me of my early days in retail where it was all about the passion and the community and everyone uh, kind of working towards something together. Uh, but there weren't a lot of opportunities uh, in, in the field at that time. And so I continued on in my career in retail and uh, I got to the point where I was 
focusing most of my my disposable time and my disposable income on boutique fitness. And I felt that that was the right time to kind of transition into, into something that I was, I guess, equally as passionate about, but something that was new, a different, different industry for me. Uh, about seven years ago, I was lucky enough to find a role with Pure Bar as their director of operations for the Northeast Studios. At that time, Pure Bar was ramping up for enormous expansions. They had not yet hit 100 open studios. Um, and so part of their expansion strategy was to open clusters of corporate-run studios in underpenetrated markets, and Manhattan happened to be one of them. And so I was really lucky to come on to um, an emerging field in the franchise opportunity or franchise space and really get my feet wet in both boutique fitness and in franchising. And really take those skills that I had acquired through my retail management days of people management and growth and development of operations and people um, and put into a new industry for me. So uh, that was really what started my my career in the fitness franchise space. Uh, I spent about four years with Pure Bar and then another year with a very small bar concept, uh, franchise concept that was growing internationally. So for me, that was really exciting to be able to take my skills and kind of apply it somewhere else. Uh, and then when I heard about the exponential acquisition of AKT, I was like, oh my God, I have to be a part of this. This is the next big thing to hit franchising. I had known about the brand, about Anna, just from being a New Yorker. Uh, and I was all in, I had to find a way to, to be a part of this. Um, and I was fortunate enough to be contacted by a recruiter on the exponential side, and I haven't looked back. So I kind of moved my life over from New York City to California to be able to lead this this charge of bringing EKT to all all the towns, all the cities across the country. So for those who don't know, I mean, I'm very familiar with exponential, but uh, what is exponential in terms of in because the, they they own a bunch of fitness type concepts, correct? Yes, absolutely. So Exponential is the parent company uh, for eight fitness franchise concepts. Um, we're headquartered out here in Irvine, California, and they're each a different, unique modality. So all of the brands focus on a singular concept and are franchising throughout the country as well. And you work directly with Exponential or for Exponential, but on the AKT brand. Tell a little bit about the AKT brand, because I mean, it's interesting. It's a dance-inspired franchise, which is obviously unique and a little bit different from just a regular type of fitness concept or you know a regular type of dance studio. So what is the whole AKT brand and studio? What, what's it like? Yeah, uh, so AKT is incredibly unique out there. There's definitely no one else doing uh, fitness franchising on this level with regards to dance-based movement. So AKT is really, we talk about move with purpose. Um, and so it's really unique in the fact that we have four different modalities that we offer. So there's four different class types in every studio. And so we have the ability to reach a wide variety of clients. We focus on cardio elements, but also toning elements. And we also introduce a recovery component as well. Um, so with those four different class types, we really have the ability to capture a client's attention for a long period of time. And so we see high retention rates and uh, strong community right out of the gate. Um, in addition to the four different modalities, we also change up our content every, every three weeks. So every single Monday, one of the four classes is brand new. So we're constantly uh, 
changing up what we're doing, which is changing up what your body is doing. So you're going to see these incredible results on a, on a long-term scale rather than, you know, just once and you kind of get fatigued or you got, your body gets used to it and bored. And so we have the opportunity to really become a part of people's lives for a really long time. And AKT has what, 10 locations now? We currently have nine open locations. We've sold uh, nearly a hundred licenses um, we are expecting to open nearly another dozen um, in the coming months based on the world and when we can get back out there. So Exponential came in and bought, essentially, bought. did they buy AKT from somebody else? And, and, and if so, how many studios were up and running when they came in for the purchase? So AKT was founded in 2011 in New York City uh, by Anna Kaiser, who is a um, celebrity fitness trainer. Um, like I said, she's based in New York and she started teaching these classes in rented out spaces in Manhattan and was getting this incredible demand. And so she took this programming uh, that she created and eventually opened up two studios in Manhattan. So our flagship locations, our legacy locations in Manhattan are in the Upper East Side neighborhood as well as the Nomad neighborhood. And then under Anna, she has also opened up a location in East Hampton, Long Island, and in New Canaan, Connecticut. And so uh, the founder had opened four locations. So those are four legacy locations. And then the remainder of the locations have been sold and opened under the Exponential umbrella. So she still runs those four locations or does Exponential run them? Anna is, is the owner operator of her four locations and is part of the AKT franchise system. Okay, cool. And then what kind of franchisees are you looking for? I mean, every franchisor has its ideal you know, prospects for the type of franchisee. What is it that you guys are looking for for the AKT brand? Yeah, that's such an interesting question because when I came on board, I really had this vision of of what our franchise base would look like, and it has been uh, or it is incredibly diverse. Um, I think the thing that we're mostly looking for is passion. Um, it is a, a, a semi absentee model. Uh, we don't require the owners to be in studio all the time and running the business. We actually require that there's a general manager in place. The thing that really resonates with amongst all of the franchise partners is a passion. And it's a passion for either the programming, their content, the actual workout, or just bringing something to their community. Uh, we see that there's a, a strong rooted passion with our franchise partners to develop something for their children, to set, to be a good role model, to show them about small businesses. But ultimately, people become really passionate about the programming and what it can do for a community and how we can bring people together. Um, so I think passion is, is the first thing that we're really looking for. And again, you don't have to be passionate about dance. You don't have to be passionate about fitness, but just passionate about what we're trying to deliver to the community is, is very important for us. Um, next thing that we're really looking for is someone who can really communicate effectively in a respectful way. This is a 10-year relationship. We want to make sure that we can communicate effectively. And even if we are going to disagree, that we can do so in a respectful way and continue to grow from, from whatever those conversations might be. Um, you're going to have to communicate throughout the 10 years of the relationship. And so we want to start that off on a solid foot and make sure that everyone is seeing eye to eye and that we are respectful. So um, I'd say first passion and then respectful communication. And then I think really looking for people that can make a quick decision, someone who is decisive, that can really assess the opportunities in front of them and make the best 
happen to move forward. Um, it doesn't mean that we're looking for people to make a snap decision or an uneducated decision. We're looking for people that can you know, look at two, two location options and be able to make a decision based on what they're looking at, option A versus option B, whatever the differences might be. Um, so that's really important because the business needs to move forward on, on a continual basis and we need to be able to drive things forward quickly. And then just lastly, really an openness to kind of follow the play. We are, you know, kind of the beneficiaries of being in, in a group of seven other fabulous brands that we have the opportunity to learn from and grow from what worked for them, what didn't. Um, and really amongst my team, collectively, we have over 25 years experience in the boutique fitness franchise space, and the industry isn't that old. Um, so when we're making recommendations about the sales strategy, about the sales process, we want people to trust what we're seeing and be able to follow that play. Again, it's not follow us blindly. We're looking for an interactive um, relationship, but we really want people to stay true to what the brand is. That's really kind of the whole purpose of buying into a franchise. Um, so really, those are the four things that make up the strongest, the strongest candidates for us. Well, and I think that, you know, obviously, you know, having 90 or, or more or 100 in development and 10 open, I mean, you guys obviously do a good job of selling. I mean, I know Exponential from other brands that I know about and folks that I've interviewed on my show. I know Exponential does a good job of selling. From a franchisee perspective, you know, what's the operational team look like for the franchisees in terms of, yeah, that's a whole lot of development going on. And what is the operational team like at the franchise or level so that franchisees have a comfort knowing that they're coming into a system that is well-defined, that the systems are well-defined and that there is a sizable operational team in place to handle all that development so quickly? Yeah, that's a great question. One of the things that we have in our advantage right now is that a majority of our franchise partners are multi-unit owners. So we can really look at a pretty accurate pipeline of when people are going to be in development, when are the studios going to open. And so we have the ability to kind of look into the future and say, all right, we're going to have 10 studios opening in next April. Well, we're not going to ramp up the operational support next April. We're going to do it in January. And so the, the team is well-equipped to assist the people that are in, in need at that point. And so really have um, the ability to kind of forecast when we're going to need to build the team at any given point in the process. And that's, of course, going to adjust as we continue to add people to the development pipeline. As it is, uh, we have a, a very robust team of support that is really available kind of 24-7. Um, we exist in California, so we're in the West Coast time zone, and we have franchise partners in the East. And so we really are uh, available to our franchise partners at any given point during the day. Um, I'd say that my team is incredibly committed to the success of literally every single studio. And just based on my previous experience prior to coming here, it's really important to me that we establish a strong working relationship with every single franchise partner. So um, we offer support pretty much around the clock, whether that be in scheduled recorded calls for the entire base, one-off calls, regular communication through our online learning platform, um, but everyone's incredibly accessible and, and willing to help. We also have large strategies in place. And so we offer complete education on what that strategy is. It's not just there's a pamphlet, figure it out. 
It's really talking people through growing and developing the general manager so that they can go ahead and execute on those strategies. So there's an immense amount of operational support that's dedicated just to AKT. And as we continue to grow, we will continue to grow out that support system as far as the body so that we can be on the ground for every single studio open, for every single grand open, for auditions, to be able to actually touch people one-on-one. Well, and you had mentioned earlier that it's uh, semi-absentee. So talk to me about that a little bit because, you know, semi-absentee is complicated in franchising and it can work really well when done right, but oftentimes it does take time to get to that point, you know? And so if somebody's coming in and becoming a, you know, an AKT franchisee, what's the trend lines in terms of when they open to when they truly can become semi-absentee? Because I, I can't imagine it's right at the beginning. Maybe I'm wrong. But what is the time frame that you guys have found in terms of a typical person, if they're following the process, if they're following the systems that you guys have outlined, uh, where they can truly become a semi-absentee so that they are not in the business every day, but they've got their own team running the business? Yeah, I think it can really start from the beginning with the exception of of the development process. Um, Hiring a a really strong general manager and empowering uh, the corporate team to work one-on-one with that general manager to execute the business strategy can really happen from day one. If an owner really wants to be completely hands-off and can hire a project manager that will work through the entire process of development, that can happen too. But right now, for the ones that we have in our system that are genuine semi-absentee, we have people, you know, once they kind of sign their lease and start that development process, kind of back out of the day-to-day, hire strong general managers that we work with um, and will communicate with the same level that we would with an owner. Um, We currently are building out two locations in Los Angeles. That owner, it lives in New York. And so he is kind of running them remotely through the general manager. The general manager has a direct line to the entire team and we kind of grow the business through her. Um, so we really have the, the ability to create the structure that best suits that individual. Of course, it can't be completely hands off, but we really, because we're very much focused on, on those relationships and on training and development, we really can make that happen at, at whatever point is best suitable for the franchise partner. Like, so with the 10 operations, obviously the four uh, with the founder on a Kaiser, so we'll take those out. But but the other six, in terms of factoring in how somebody comes in and runs it, have those locations been up for a while? I mean, do you guys have the track record with those six locations on how to take somebody from starting the business from the get-go once the build-out is done to really being hands-off? Because I often find that that's a really important component and something that obviously franchisees need to be very, very clear on and well attuned to when they buy into the franchise. The, the studios that have opened are, are doing are doing very well. They are performing um, out of what we would have anticipated and are continuing to drive forward. We work through a very robust pre-sale soft opening period. And so pretty much as soon as we're about 12 to 14 weeks after of a studio opening, we kind of hit the ground running with indoctrinating the brand into the community. Um, And so that can really all happen through the general manager. The general manager is the one that's driving that. I'd like to talk about, uh, you know, we don't really know how high is high when we talk about um, 
what our goals are. We have studios that opened uh, the back half of last year that were outperforming our projections as far as memberships sold. This is a membership-based model, uh, not necessarily class packs. And so we kind of took a look at studios that opened last year and reassessed what we wanted to look for this year. And so the studios that have opened have been successful. We believe that they'll be continuing uh, kind of generations of what that success will look like as we work through kind of exploiting our opportunities or our successes and how can we make this even bigger. Um, and I think as the studios continue to open across the country, we're gaining additional brand recognition, which is going to continue to help drive these founding memberships into the studios. And so um, we've seen great success and I don't think that we're gonna stop there. I think it's going to continue as we continue to refine the process, but also grow the process increase our reach, bring more people in, and simultaneously, the brand recognition will grow. Well, so as we get towards the end, obviously, of the, of the interview here, thank you so much for coming on, but describe to people, you know, what it, obviously, we're on an audio podcast, you know, describe what a studio looks like, feels like, you know, if you're walking into one, what kind of experience can you expect from the studio? Oh my gosh, it's like nothing you have ever seen. We really paid very close attention to every last detail that we put into the studio space. It was really important for us to kind of differentiate ourselves from other concepts out there, um, but really stay true to being clean and sleek. Um, I think kind of more now than ever, that's really important. Um, but an AKT studio is black. So if you think about, you know, a soul cycle, it's all white with a little bit of yellow or a cycle bar where it's all white and some red. AKT is all black. Uh, so we have black walls, uh, concrete looking floor. So a little bit industrial, ideally open ceilings and then neon, kind of neon everywhere. I talked about those four class types earlier on. So um, our Instagrammable moment. So really where we see a lot of picture taking is around this neon sign that has the four different class types and we light up the class that's going on or the next class that's going on. So that's a different color. So it's really an intriguing box when you walk past it. Um, and then we have our, our logo in neon. And so that's really the front of the house, which is very unique in my opinion. And then you go into what we call the factory and that's kind of where all the magic happens. That's the actual classroom space. Uh, so it's completely dark as well with a few peepholes that you can look in and see what's going on. But it truly is a nightclub inside a retail space. So we have a proprietary flooring on there. Again, the walls are black with some mirrored walls. And we have two disco balls, a very unique and sophisticated sound system, as well as lighting system. And so every part of the class has a different feel to it. Every single class ends with the lights go down and the disco balls go off and you're performing the content that you just learned. And so you really feel like you're in this nightclub atmosphere. There's lots of reflective vinyl that is up there as well. And so you see the light fragments kind of popping off of the walls throughout the class. One other unique component about the studio is um, our overhead bar system. And so we have bars suspended from the ceiling, kind of a, an advancement on a TRX kind of system. Um, but they're bars that run across the ceiling uh, in different rows. And we utilize the system for our uh, top performing class, which is our bands class. And we take resistance bands, hang them over the bars, and the entire class is done holding on to those bands. And you're kind of jumping up and down off of a Pilates box. 
Um, so the whole class is about uh, upper body work and core stability. And so that's incredibly unique as well. Uh, but the whole look and feel and aesthetic of AKT is, is far more unique than pretty much anything else that's out there. And then the technical components of it um, are pretty amazing as well. Well, so, and before we hang, hang up, I obviously the times that we're dealing with COVID-19 and you had references uh, a little bit earlier, but what are some of the things I'm, I'm asking my guests, what are some of the things that you are doing as a franchisor for your franchisees? And then also just to kind of weather the storm here, you know, that's going on and all the uncertainty, both obviously around the health side of things, but once things get back uh, to business, what are some of the things that you guys are doing as a franchise system to deal with it and to adapt? Yeah. So, um, you know, at the start of this, we were really fortunate that we had a successful and robust on-demand platform that we already had up and running for us. And so being able to turn kind of digital and virtual, um, we had this asset kind of in our back pocket so that we could take our consumers that were used to coming to the brick and mortar spaces and still keep them engaged. Um, I mentioned earlier, community is such a huge part of AKT. We wanted to make sure that we were still engaging with that community. We were still giving people the opportunity to continue with the programming. And so we were quickly able to kind of leverage this asset that we had, which was AKT on demand. Um, we also have a platform that is. Uh, universal across all of the exponential brands called APT Go. It's our new platform. On Demand is our legacy platform. It's the same content for now. And so we were able to continue to keep people engaged. Um, then what we were really seeing from our studio base is that the clients wanted to engage not just with the people that were filming this content, but with their own trainers. And so we were able to put in place virtual memberships and uh, really some best practices and training for local trainers to be able to create content or deliver the content for their individual studios. And so um, we were able to quickly go digital and virtual um, to be able to keep people engaged and to keep the studios having some sort of membership revenue still coming in. Um, we've been able to leverage our on-trend retail that we house through virtual happy hours, through our Facebook groups, um, really trying to engage the communities that way. Exponential has been really phenomenal about kind of pioneering some, some options for us. We quickly put in place a gift card option so that members could contribute to their local communities to really help out in any way possible. Um, so those are just a few of the things that we've been able to, to put in place to date. From my team's side, we're trying to take advantage of a little bit of the downtime um, and really focus on what we believe is our, our biggest opportunity, which is the growth and development of our general managers. Those are the people that are executing on our behalf day in and day out on the backgrounds in their studios. And so we've really ramped up what our training looks like uh, and really just we put into place this enrichment series that is taking everything that they've learned to date, everything that we teach them in their general manager training and kind of ramped it up. And so we're taking the approach of, of getting everyone to become experts in sales, in marketing and everything that they're going to have to do on a daily basis once the studios are actually open and so that they're prepared to do it um, when they actually open. Um, from an operational perspective, we're working through what that's going to look like for every studio. We've engaged our financial team to recreate some 
some models on what the class schedules will need to look like when studios are allowed to open, but taking into account, you know, six foot social distancing rule. We're a little bit lucky that our bands class requires a much larger radius per person, which is over six feet already. And so that is our number one performing class. So we're just right now looking through different model options to be able to present to to our franchise partners when they are able to open. What does their programming look like? How is that going to impact their their membership model, their membership base. Um, so we're really just trying trying to support them in, in every way that we know how. Well, these are interesting times for sure. And I think that everything that you guys are doing, I'm sure a lot of it's going to stick you know, as things kind of go forward. I, you know, time will tell, but certainly uh, it's always interesting to hear what franchisors and franchise systems are doing to sort of deal with these really unique times. Thank you so much, Melissa, for coming on the show. My pleasure. If anybody wants to learn more or get a hold of you, they can go to www.theakt.com. That's www.theakt.com. And the A stands for Anna, K stands for Kaiser, and T stands for Technique. So it's theakt.com or go to Instagram at the AKT Studios. But thank you again so much, Melissa. I really uh, wish you the best of luck in the future. And thanks for coming on and sharing. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for tuning in for another episode of Franchise Euphoria. If you enjoyed this episode or have enjoyed the podcast in general, I would really appreciate it if you could go to iTunes and leave me a rating and review. It really helps to get this podcast out to more and more people. So the easy way to do it is go to iTunes and in the search box, put in Franchise Euphoria. You will then see my cover art and you click on my smiling face that says Franchise Euphoria and then click on the link that says ratings and reviews. It's that simple, but boy, oh boy, does it mean the world to me when people leave ratings and reviews. And like I said, it really helps get the show out there. Once again, would love it if you would go to iTunes and leave a rating and review if you enjoyed this episode or other episodes of the show. And until the next time, happy franchising.